Today on Just Jana, buckle up. We're talking all things orgasmic potential. This is the Just Jana podcast, a show for mom bosses who are looking for simple strategies and quality information in the areas of fitness, parenting, health, and life in general. Here's Jana. Welcome to the new episode of the Just Jana podcast, stories from a mom boss. Uh, today I have, well, I think it's probably going to be one of the best shows. I'm going to I'm going to cue this up by saying it's going to be one of the most potentially explosive shows and that'll make more sense at the end of this, hopefully. <laughs> for for us. Um, my guest today is Joanna Shakti and she her company is called Ecstatic Intimacy. Um, she, you know, she is lovingly known as the Soul Love Mentor. And today we are going to be talking all about orgasmic potential. So you're going to want to listen all the way through and not pause this and come back to it. Joanna, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jana. This is going to be juicy. It is going to. <laughs> We're going to have tons of these kind of puns. I have a feeling this is got the energy, the playful energy that's going to happen here today. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm just. I want to just turn the mic over to you and just let you tell us a little bit about your story and work work our way into this concept of orgasmic potential. Yeah. Oh. This is such a, um, oh, what's the word I want to use? I, I want to say tender, but powerful. And, and that's the, it's like, it, it's a sensitive topic. It, it's, it's a topic that like we want to talk about, but then we don't want to talk about it. And am I supposed to talk about it? And what's okay? And, what, and how does it really work? And uh, is mine okay? Or what if I can't? And, or what if I think I am and I'm not? Well, what if I, right? yeah, that too. Or what if I've spent a lot of time faking it because I don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings? Like there's a ton of dimensions to this topic. And I'll go backwards just a little bit of, again, why I am so passionate about this and, and the dynamics that lead to it is I really come to ecstasy through the path of intimacy and authenticity. And so this idea of ecstasy, we're going to talk about orgasmic potential. And yes, the orgasms that move through the bowls and move through the body. We're also going to talk about that energy that it can actually be a life force energy. And I love to say ecstasy from the boardroom to the bedroom and everywhere in between. <laughs> and it's not all about sex. Ecstasy is like life is good and juicy. Our connection to our sexuality and how much that energy can flow through us can be a very good barometer of how connected we are to our own authenticity and our own expressiveness and our own truth that we're living in the world. So back up mm, two decades, uh, gosh, is it more than that now? Gosh, yeah, it's almost, we're pushing three decades <laughs> when yeah. I got married out of college and like orgasm was something that was so elusive for me. And I, I grew up with one grandfather that was a Lutheran minister and another grandfather that had wandering hands. Hmm. I had these experiences in, in high school it, where it was like, oh, I'm the good girl. I can't do that. And then there was 
yeah, but I want to do that. And, oh, I'm going to do that. And, oh, that feels good. And then there was the, the, the guy that I would break up, I broke up with because I, I wouldn't have sex. And then the other one that was like, wait, you're going to do this. And no, I don't want, I don't, you know, it was like damned if you do and damned if you don't. So all of this conditioning that we get and mine's just a sampling of the myriad of ways that women and men get con- conditioned around our sexuality and our sexual expression. So I want to tie in that orgasmic energy. Many ways a woman can have an orgasm. It can happen in our genitals and then it can happen throughout our whole body. And it can actually be when we get into the sacred sensuality, like the sensuality that is whether we're eating something that tastes good or we are a silky fabric that feels so good on our skin, or we're smelling our lover's scent or our favorite candle, or like these are experiences that bring us into our juiciness. They open us up. They, they expand our capacity to receive, which when I talk about receiving, like orgasm is a receiving experience. It's a surrendering experience. It's even a vulnerable experience, but we'll talk about that kind of secondarily. But accessing our feminine energy, the where a, the feminine energy is creative, expressive, boundless, receptive, vulnerable, collaborative, and masculine energy in, in contrast is that competitive, driven, make things happen, focused, linear energy. Orgasm in a woman's body is all about surrender. And I used to be so in my masculine that there was no way that I could ever have an orgasm because masculine energy is all about taking charge and taking control. In a conscious way, just so that women don't get scared, it's not domination, but it is a presence of self-control. It is a presence of taking control, not to dominate, but to hold that space. Because another thing that contributes to a woman's ability to have an orgasm is how safe she feels. And so when I work with large groups of men and women, I will ask the women, do you want to feel safe in order, do you need to feel safe in order to orgasm, in order to really surrender into your pleasure? And they're all like, absolutely. But then the men want to, at least in heterosexual relationships that we're speaking about right now, men are like, okay, well, wait, how how do I do that? How do I make her feel safe? Because I want her to feel safe, but what actually does that? Well, it's a combination of how he's showing up and what's going on inside our own selves. So that safety to surrender and relax and receive pleasure Hmm. is a critical piece. And then there's also the aspect of... So many women in today's world, we want to take charge and make things happen. I'm not going to tell my whole story, but I was very masculine in the corporate world many years ago, and I was making shit happen, even called the bully. And that was why, that was one of the biggest reasons I couldn't orgasm, because you cannot be in control and have a full orgasm. The two do not go hand in hand. You have to be willing to let go of control. Okay, so let me ask you this. Are you saying that it is the receiver, the receiver, not necessarily the giver, that that 
creates the end result of the orgasm? Absolutely. Okay. So for our listeners, like, is it, like that might be like a light bulb aha moment, right? Because I think sometimes we think, well, you know. It's what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My giver isn't obviously that good. So yeah. <laughs> therefore, I am not able to, you know, to climax. But so what you're saying, just to clarify for everybody, is that it is the receiver that needs to actually let go of the control to be able to put in the position where the body can actually just let go. Yes. It's absolutely it. Now, it's not to say that our partner and how they're showing up doesn't play a role. They do. But first and foremost, in order for me to have an orgasm, I have to trust me. Yeah. And only when I trust me can then I trust my partner. And trusting me, like some of the other stories that came in, oh, I'm going to look weird. Oh, I'm going to, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? What am I going to, what am I going to sound like? What am I going to look like? And, and, I don't feel confident enough in myself to even allow that to fully express. Yeah. So yes, creating the space. I talk about make happyable when we're talking about the full spectrum of connection, yeah. but make orgasmable hmm. is really also key is what are the stories? What are the beliefs? What are the fears? Yeah. We get so much energy, emotional energy, physical energy locked down in our bodies that it can be so hard to really surrender, to really receive. That is profound. So can we just kind of hone in on that concept of receiving? Does there have to be, and I, I there probably is another word, but the only thing that's coming to my mind is foreplay. As you're receiving, does there have to be a lot of that like, you know, do you have to have appetizers before you get to the main course? Or if you truly get connected with yourself as a woman, the receiver of the orgasm, if you become good at that, because I'm assuming it's, it sounds like you're saying it's it's a skill. It's, it's, it's learned. It's not like you have it or you don't. Is that right? Yeah, I would say it's definitely not that you have it or you don't. Yeah. Like our bodies are built with that. And we have an incredible set of pleasure organs. Absolutely. I will also say, though, is not to set the expectation that a woman should just be able to turn it on like that. Got it. That's actually a setup. And I was definitely not the first one to say this. I don't remember. But you, if you went out on my website, you'd find a video about, um, or maybe it's YouTube, I can't remember, but what kind of uh, kitchen appliances are men and women most like? Oh. And so men tend to be much more like the microwave. Give them a couple minutes and they're on. They're hot. <laughs> Women, on the other hand, are much more like the crock pot. <laughs> if you want a hot, juicy, wet woman at night, you got to turn her on in the morning and then tend to her a couple of times throughout the day. So that sounds like we're putting all the responsibility back on the on the partner but it's it's both us like we have to open into that space but it is also that we are different like our bodies function differently and how we move energy even inward or outward coming in and pleasuring the body or moving out and pleasuring the body will actually have a different impact on men versus women just because of the way that we are wired and our energetic patterns within our body and then can I ask, Joanna, like, if you're talking about a same-sex couple, how, you know, how, 
where do how does that you know is it a similar kind of pathway overall yes I don't work with as many same-sex couples, although I just had the beautiful opportunity to coach a, a gay couple, um, two amazing gentlemen just just a few days ago, and deeply on the topic of sexuality. And the energies, masculine and feminine, yin and yang, are still playing in all of our bodies. In some same-sex couples, it, one will be more predominant in one partner and and not in the others. And then what I actually have found in the majority of same-sex couples is that they are more fluid between the two energies, but they still have the two energies expressing mm-hmm. within themselves. And it's just who's holding, who's called in different situations to hold more of the masculine or the feminine energy. See, I love that because... The one thing that never really sat well with me when talking about same-sex couples were just that misnomer that, oh, you know, she's the husband and she's the wife, or he's the husband and he's the wife of the couple. And I'm like, how like, how can we Sometimes even be saying that? that? Sometimes you will see that, but it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. My experience is that in certain couples, it's like very clearly that one's holding masculine energy and that one's holding feminine energy. Okay. And then other times... Like, oh, in this part of our relationship, I tend to hold the feminine. In this part of our relationship, I tend to hold the masculine. And so more of that dance. So in a, um, I'm just going to let our audience know, if you haven't heard our, I had the pleasure of um, interviewing Joanna for two podcasts, and we had talked previously about um, the masculine and feminine energy. And as we pull that into this, you know, juicy topic of orgasm, um, that that whole concept still rings very true. So if we can get ourselves more connected with that, it's kind of like the the means to the end in a way. Yes. So so masculine and feminine and I don't remember if we did I don't think we did this in the in the last podcast but they're like magnets. The two energies are like opposite ends of magnets. If you bring the positive end and the negative end of two magnets together, they want to come together and they stick. And it actually takes some energy to pull them apart. So they're drawn together. If you flip one of those magnets and you bring positive to positive, they repel. How quickly can it's fun to play with the magnets? Oh, yeah, watch it flip away. Like this is what we'll do. So I used to be super masculine and I would try to attract masculine men, wasn't so successful at that. But when I did, I repelled them and it used to frustrate me. So it was my job to come into my feminine. When I was in my feminine, now I could draw in a masculine lover, a masculine partner. And then that masculine partner wants to contribute. That masculine partner in this case is turned on by my pleasure. He's pleasured by my pleasure. And so if I don't allow myself to feel pleasure, he's actually not getting the full opportunity for pleasure in him. And this idea that so many women have, and I had it too, was, oh, I'm, I, I got to keep it equal. If he's given to me for this long, I got to give to him for that long. Oh, he's been down there too long. I, you know, I'm taking too much time. I'm too slow. Whatever. He's bored. We can have all kinds of stories. No, they love, they love pleasuring us. They love our sense. They love our curves. They love our essence. They love our energy. They love our sounds. And what they would most love is that we relax Hmm. and open, literally and figuratively, emotionally and energetically and physically to receive all that they have to offer for us. 
Okay, so where do like so I, I'm <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have questions like where so where do we like because what you just explained I was hanging on your every move and I was like yes yes and yes all of that so where I mean where where do you even start? The actually I would start with the masculine feminine energy which is the first conversation you and I had mm-hmm. because it's really getting into touch with that. And and particularly for a woman who was like I was and felt like I was so masculine and wanted to deny every feminine thing. And I went, why do I meet all the sexually repressed men? Well, I was blamed on them, but it was me. And I know that kind of sucks on one level. It's like, oh, it was so easy to blame him. And it's so easy to think there's something wrong with our relationship or I'm too busy or I've got too many things on my to-do list. And we actually like... The good part is it's not as hard as we think it is. And it also is taking the time Hmm. to really be connected with ourselves and to allow our partners to show up in, in their own greatness. So you begin by getting in touch with your own heart, getting in touch with your own truth, getting in touch with the parts of you that are scared the parts of you that have been conditioned and ju- and and felt judged by yourself or others for your own sexuality or fear of being judged and remove everything. Because what's so amazing is we are sexual beings. That juiciness is alive in us and so many women are scared of our own power. And so we got to be in that ecstatically authentic, wonderful, loving relationship with ourselves. And we, and we know it doesn't matter how I look or what I sound like and he wants me to be that, then I can begin to let go in a way that I never could before. And that's all about me. So the starting point is step by step, moment by moment, baby step by baby step. And it's going to start with both coming into, for most women, feminine energy, and also clearing out all of the fears and the judgments and the stories that say it's not okay, or I shouldn't, or I'm bad, or I'm dirty, or I'm a slut, or whatever, that I'm safe, that I can trust. It's clearing out all of that because when we just come back home into these bodies and these hearts, they're a vessel for ecstasy. They're a vessel for pleasure. Oh, and I'll throw one more yeah. thing in. Sorry. Yeah, one no. more thing. Start slow. Like some, sometimes I'll say, just try to receive for 10 minutes. And some women I have to say, just take it down to one minute one minute chunks at a time. If he wants to pleasure you, just, and I've even said to some couples, like, turn on, turn on a timer, let your partner know that you want to practice, but you want to practice receiving. And you're just going to do it for two minutes. And you can stop when the timer goes off if you want to, and then build your receiving muscle. So, I mean, I, I love a lot of these tools or suggestions you've given. And as I've been listening to you talk, it really makes me think that you know, as this shift is happening, or as people are making the commitment to this, you know, it might be feel kind of muddy and sticky at the beginning. But it's truly coming into your authentic self, right? And and then that's easy. Like that's, I always say when I work with someone, you know, if I'm helping them with, you know, a, a, a joint that doesn't move very good, or a muscle that's really tight. It's, that's what the body knows. It doesn't yeah. know any difference. So it thinks that's where it should be. And there's that pain. But when you start to offer it a new perspective, it's like, oh, you mean that's not where I'm supposed to be living? I got to live there. All right. And I have to do these steps to get there to live in that new house. It feels like it's a very similar kind of it process. Totally is. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's like I like to say it's like cleaning out the closet. 
Yeah. You got to take the stuff off the shelf. And all of a sudden the room looks like there's all this mess. Yeah. And, but then all of a sudden, wow, this is great. And it truly is. And, and it's not even that we have to go there, but wow, this is what's possible. Hmm. Energy, pleasure, joy, love. So tell us a little bit about, um, I mean, you, again, you have offered us so much value in this in this 20 minutes, but it, it doesn't end there, people, if you're listening. Uh, Joanna, tell us the gift that you are offering to our listeners. Absolutely. My Ecstatic Intimacy Jumpstart Kit is a place where you can go and you can find out more about how masculine and feminine energy express. You can find out more about what this ecstatic authenticity and being truly ourselves and how that's the gateway to pleasure, to intimacy, to ecstasy. And then also some very specific ways to either stop making some mistakes in the bedroom or to really claim the, the pleasure that is available to us as amazing human women and men for that matter. Of course. And I want to go and look for that microwave and crock pot video. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Oh, Joanna, thank you so much for being here. Everybody who's been listening in, I hope you, well, not I hope you, I know you're taking something away from this. Thank you so much for joining in and we'll see you on the next episode. To get in touch with Jana, go to leadpilates.com or for information about her online studio, head over to metadistrict.com. Recorded and produced at Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Please give me love. Listen, it's what we're hoping for every day of our audience, our fans, our customers, that they listen to who we are, to what we are. But it only happens when your idea is delivered well in a way that makes them feel the message. Using every audio resource available today, Sound Lounge by T-Bone takes the intention and captures it, enhances it, and presents it to your audience with power and purpose. Whether you're shooting a movie, recording a song, crafting a brand, or simply putting a story down for the future, consider T-Bone. Dedicated to the craft of audio engineering, he will deliver the attention your project deserves. Sound Lounge by T-Bone.